Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Homecoming. And today we want to talk about easing anxiety and particularly easing your anxious thoughts which we call ruminating, when we keep replaying things over and over again continuously, and it intensifies the anxiety. And so as we start to think about uh, shifting and calming our thoughts, I want to start with a brief meditation. So I invite you to uncross your legs and arms, to sit up in your chair, And if you are comfortable and not driving, you can close your eyes. And if you prefer not to close your eyes, you can just lower your gaze toward the floor and start to tune into your breath at your own pace, being mindful of your inhale and your exhale. As you start to scan your body, noticing where the tension is, sending breath to those areas of the body, giving yourself permission to release, starting with your forehead, relaxing your jaw, releasing the tension in your neck and shoulders, letting the breath flow through your arms, your wrists, hands, and fingers. Letting the breath flow through your back, releasing the tension in your upper back, middle back, and lower back. And becoming mindful of the movement in your rib cage as you allow it to expand with the breath and contract with the exhale. Becoming aware of the movement in your chest and belly as you allow the breath to flow with ease. Giving yourself permission to relax your legs, your feet and toes. As we set intentions for self-compassion and for peace, thinking about what you want to gain during this season of your homecoming and letting those thoughts of peace cover you from the top of your head, letting that peace come all the way down through the back, down to the feet. As you also become aware of any stress you've been carrying that you're ready to release from your mind, your heart, 
your body and your spirit, giving yourself permission to let go and visualizing yourself releasing the worry, letting it go with a cleansing breath. Beautiful. And this is the gift that we can give ourselves that we are able to speak peace over ourselves, recognizing that there are circumstances that are happening around us and within us, and we give ourselves sacred pause to come out of the constant hustle and bustle, to come out of the constant worry. I want you to know when you have ruminating, when you are ruminating, constantly worried and constantly anxious, it is often a response to trauma and a response to experiences when you were not safe. And so what your mind is doing is working overtime trying to keep you safe. It will replay past experiences as you're trying to make sense of it, trying to make meaning of it, trying to figure out what you could have done or should have done. And it will not stop there. It goes from worries or regrets about the past to worries about the future. And so for some of us, even when things are going relatively well, you will find your mind imagining what could go wrong and what would be devastating when those things happen. So our mind is scanning the past, the present, and the future for danger, trying to keep us safe. So a part of our healing is coming out of what we call hypervigilance. One of the symptoms of post-traumatic stress is this being super guarded, super vigilant to the point where it is exhausting. And those of you who have really dealt with uh, deep anxiety, severe anxiety, know how exhausting it can be. You can be sitting still, you can be laying in your bed, but your mind is working and will not allow you to rest. So it is important that we measure our growth in this area from where we started instead of where someone else is. And what I mean by that is when I'm working with a client who is anxious, for them to do a few minutes of silent meditation is amazing. So instead of judging themselves harshly because they hear that some people meditate for 30 minutes, for 40 minutes, for an hour, for a day, uh, depending on your level of anxiety, that can be overwhelming. Even for some people, silent meditation can be very triggering 
because then the mind is filling with all kinds of worries. And that is why for some survivors, the guided meditation works uh, better because you can focus on the voice of another instead of getting caught up in the thoughts. Also being able to recenter by focusing on your breath and being aware that we are in the present moment. So how can we ease our anxiety? Sometimes in the immediate moment, it can be a matter of distraction to get myself out of the loop. If I just keep replaying something or keep imagining something that I can shift my focus and center my attention and energy on something that is pleasurable, something that is enjoyable, it can be uh, getting engaged with uh, people who are friends, uh, being participating in habits that require my attention. Can I tell you a beautiful secret? is the healing power of the expressive arts. That when I am in that anxious place, I can shift or channel that anxiety into painting, into singing, into dancing, into collage making, uh, into cooking. We can do all uh, different forms of artistic expression Some people will take that anxiety and turn to exercise. Some people will take that uh, anxiety and shift to a favorite show to get their mind off of things. Some people will shift by going out in nature and connecting with some fresh air, being with the trees and the birds, going to the beach that will get us out of our heads. I want you to know that distraction is a temporary solution, but it also is important for us to really actually give space and time for our worries, concerns, burdens, memories. A part of why things can continue to come up for us is because we will not face them. And so when our mind is saying, I'm here, I'm here. I'm look ready or not, here it is. Here like here is the worry or here is the memory. And if I am perpetually just trying to distract myself, then I want you to know distraction is not healing. Distraction is not wellness or wholeness. Distracted is not the same thing as recovered. Because some as we have talked about have learned to distract themselves with substances, distract themselves with food, uh, distract themselves in various relationships, but are still not at home. So in the immediate moment when we're needing relief, we can think about our uh, distractions, healthy distractions, as a tool. But I wonder about us being willing to give ourselves permission to actually face the truths that we have been running from. This is why some people don't want to go to therapy because they say, why do I want to think about all that? 
Why would I want to unpack all of that? That's going to be depressing. Well, I want you to know running from the source of your depression has not really made you well. It just has manifested in anxiety and sometimes manifested in physical sickness, what we call somatic complaints, when the stress shows up in your body. And so running has not been without consequence. And for the anxiety to ease, I may need to actually sit with the truths that have been hard for me to recognize and to speak about. I can reflect on them without fighting it. I can journal about it. I can do self-help books. I can talk to supportive persons, family or friends or therapists or faith leaders who are supportive of what we call holding space. Here's the thing. With holding space, someone is not just trying to give you a quick fix. They are able to sit with you where you are and honor you where you are and understand with compassion where you are. So it is not helpful to try to look at difficult things and have people say, well, you know, you just need to uh, shake that off, right? You don't even need to work, girl, that was was the past. Don't even worry about it. Uh, Some people, because all they know is distraction, are not equipped to sit with you in the valley. It is a blessing. It is a gift to be in the presence of those for whom we do not have to pretend everything is all right. It is a blessing to be able to speak the truth about our disappointments, about our heartache, about our depression in the presence of another. And if you do not have that within your circle, I encourage you to consider counseling, therapy, where you can have people who will hold space for you and not make it about them or try to get you to shut it down. And I also invite you to think about uh, the journaling because some pieces will come up for you when you stop running from the thoughts. You know, some thoughts are intruding because we have never given them space. It's one thing if I have reflected on it and done some work around it, and now I'm trying to shift out of it versus when I have never really told myself the truth about the painful experiences that I have had. And so we recognize uh, the importance of setting up sacred time to really reflect on the things that are challenging to think about. Then for the issues of our past, when I make peace with my past, it really is about uh, this word acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean that I believe it's okay that bad things happen or even that I did some things uh, that were out of order, but it means I accept that that was a part of my life. That was a part of my journey, 
and no rethinking it is going to erase it. It happened. And that is what I want to free you with on today, that the past did indeed happen. And sometimes we are replaying it, trying to make it make sense. And I want to let you know on today, no matter what we've been told, not everything that happened will truly ever make sense. This is when we are looking for people to give us closure about why. Why did this have to happen like this? Can I tell you, especially for some terrifying or horrendous experiences, nothing anyone will ever tell you will make it clear, will make it uh, understandable. And so instead, I get to that place of recognizing that was a part of my journey and it affected me, but it doesn't define me. And even the things that I did in my past, those are a reality that is a part of my story, but it is not the fullness of my identity. And so I can bless myself with the gift of accepting my past. When we start to think about, worry about, have anxious thoughts about the future, one of the important gifts we can give ourselves is embodied healing. Getting in contact with where the anxiety is in my body which is why we started today with that meditation, becoming aware of where we are holding the stress. And so my anxiety and my worry about the future, it shows up in my neck, in my back. It shows up in my abdomen. It shows up in my forehead. It shows up in making fists when you don't even know that your hands are balled up or grinding your teeth in your sleep. It shows up. And so I start to really nourish, nurture, have compassion for my physical body, having compassion on my physical body. So I want you to think about something called self-massage. And you can put your neck, your hands on your neck and just start to make circular motions on your neck, first going outward, circling out, circling out, circling out, and then reversing that and circling in right where your neck and shoulders are connecting. And as you circle, you continue to breathe. And then I invite you to put your hands on your forehead where all that worrying has been occupying space and energy. And we just think the word peace as we hold our forehead and breathe. We think the word peace, and if you want to, you can even say the word aloud as we hold our head and breathe. And then you lower your hands to your heart. 
Put your hands over your heart and just press in slightly so you can be aware that you are here for you. A part of that fear is feeling unsupported, feeling like you're overwhelmed, feeling like uh, you are caught up in a storm and chaos. So I press on my heart. I press on my chest and breathe, just lightly pressing and releasing, pressing and releasing, letting myself know I'm home, I'm here, I'm here, we're going to be okay, I'm here. And then from holding your heart, you're now going to wrap your arms around yourself with a hug embracing yourself, hugging yourself. Even from that hugging position, you can rub your own back or pat your back. Some people in this position like to rock either forward and backward or side to side. As we soothe ourselves, comfort ourselves, ease ourselves. And you just let that peace come over you in this present moment. And after you release yourself from the hug, you can put your hands on your lap with your palms facing up. First to receive the peace of this moment the breath in this moment, the release of this moment. And then turn your hands over so your palms are facing your thighs. And this is your position of grounding. I am not going to lose it. I am here. I am present. I am grounded. I am tapping into the strength of my spirit and breathing in. Beautiful. And we can do this at various points during the day. You can do it when you're feeling anxious, but you can also do it in a preventative way before the anxiety or the rumination really takes over, I can start to soothe my body, calm my body, ground my body as a way of relieving some of that tension. Then I want us to think about uh, solving some of the issues and when I say solving them, what I really mean is decision-making. Trauma and disappointment and abandonment and disrespect cause us to doubt ourselves. And so a part of the ruminating um, and the replaying or the overthinking uh, can be, I'm not comfortable trusting my own thoughts so I have to keep going back and forward. 
And when we are in that uh, line of thinking, often we will never make decisions or we will wait for other people to tell us what we should do or we will start things and not finish them. And that actually intensifies our anxiety because then you are looking at all of this unfinished work, unfinished projects, unfinished possibilities. And so to relieve some of this anxiety, worry, tension, it will require us making some commitments to actually follow some things through, to actually be able to outlast the anxiety that makes me want to turn around and go home or just hide under the covers and say, uh, I am going to make some decisions and not all my decisions have to be perfect. We're not going to always get it right. But when we are permanently stalled in indecision and anxiety, it actually intensifies our distress and creates new regrets for us every day, new regrets and new worries every day. So a gift that you can give yourself around this constant anxiety is to give yourself the trust and faith and permission to make some decisions that, about issues you have been debating for a long time. Things that you're not about to get new information for. It's one thing if we like want to research some things, but some of us, it is a stalling uh, strategy that keeps us out of ourselves. And so instead to ease my constant anxious thoughts, I just need to step into it to get out of my head, into my heart, into my living. You know, I can do counseling with people who want to spend a long time imagining what if. You know, what if I did go back to school? Right? Then what would happen? What if I did start dating again? What if? What if? And there does uh, become a point when we are specializing in intellectual, cognitive, anxious gymnastics. And the way to shift out of that is actually in motion. And so what is one area in your life that you can shift from thinking about it to moving toward it? What is one area of your life that you will give yourself permission to not stay in the realm of overthinking, of stressing, anxiety, imagining, and actually live it. Live it and live it with the grace and permission. That is not going to be perfect. And I may not get it all right, but that is a part of the living. So I am happy. I am happy for you to have time to lay down the burden of worry, to lay down the burden of anxiety. And for those who live with generalized anxiety disorder, I know that uh, this moment of peace uh, is not 
uh, the only thing that you will experience, that many people uh, live with managing, coping, dealing with anxiety. And so I would say to just be open to giving yourself, giving yourself breath, sacred pause, sabbatical from the stress and the strain of worry, creating physical, spiritual, emotional space for you to step back, to lay beside still waters, to let your soul be restored. So I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Oh